Good morning and welcome to HR Examiner's Executive Conversations. I'm your host, John Sumser, and today we're going to be talking with Drew D'Agostino and Greg Sklute, who are the CEO and COO of Crystal. And if you've been following um, um, my stuff over the years, you'll, you'll know that Crystal is a tool that allows you to do sort of quick back of the envelope personality sketches. This is going to be a great conversation, so hang in there. All right. Drew and Greg, introduce yourselves. Hey, this is Drew, and uh, yeah, I'm the CEO of Crystal. I uh, have been at this for about five years, ever since we built the first little prototype of our product, which can analyze you know, personality from writing style, resumes, and any other tech samples. And uh, since then, we've, we've just kind of grown into different spaces like HR, but also in talent, recruiting, um, sales, and marketing as well. My role here it revolves around product, technology, um, you know, basics to the, the high level of what we're doing. Great, Greg. And I'm Greg Sklude. I'm the president of Crystal. And Drew just stole most of what I was going to say. I think he said it really well. Um, but uh, Drew and I have been working together for almost 10 years now um, and, and a while on, on Crystal. So we go back a while. And, and similar to what he said, you know, Crystal is an app that can tell you anyone's personality. And we've built that out as, uh, as something, as a, as a pain point that we found in our, in our last company, and it's, it's been a great journey so far. Okay, so that gets Crystal in a nutshell. Why don't you, why don't you talk for a little bit about, about how Crystal actually operates, right? Because Crystal can tell you somebody's personality, but, but you do it in line in a variety of applications. So, so talk about it for a second. How does, how does it, how does, how does you experience Crystal if you're a user? Absolutely. So when we think about Crystal and giving someone a per personality insights, our goal is always to provide the most accurate personality profile possible with the data available. So the, the first way we think about it is for people you don't know. And for people you don't know, a crystal can predict personality using AI and machine learning um, based on analyzing a text sample. So this could be a resume or a LinkedIn profile. And this is what's commonly used by what we call professional communicators. So particularly people in recruiting, uh, in sales, in management that are about to have a conversation with someone that they maybe haven't spent much time with before. And crystal kind of serves as a coach whispering in their ear hey, here's how this person likes to communicate. Here's you know, a prediction of how they may behave so you can adjust your communication style to make a really good impression and, and build a good relationship. So that's, that's part one for people you don't know um, is the predictions. The other side of Crystal um, and how Crystal works is through personality assessments. Um, and these, this is based on the personality framework DISC, which has been, been around for a long time. And uh, basically, anybody could come on to Crystal, uh, sign up for free, and take that personality test. They can invite their coworkers and friends to do the same. Um, and, and anyone who does that can see each other's personality profiles for free. So this is a really great tool that um, people use you know, in, in their personal lives and, and at work just to, to better understand each other. So really, bottom line, the way people use Crystal, two sides, uh, people you know, through uh, inviting them to take a personality test and people you don't know by using the AI to actually predict their personality by analyzing a text sample. 
So that means, practically speaking, um, walk me through how I would experience Crystal in email. So if, let's say you're, you're emailing somebody new. What you probably uh-huh. do is pull up their, pull up their LinkedIn profile uh, or upload their resume into the Crystal dashboard. Um, Crystal would scan uh, the LinkedIn profile or the resume, um, and it would show you either in our Chrome extension, so a little sidebar that appears in LinkedIn um, or on the Crystal website. Um, it would show you some really tactical, easy-to-understand insights about how to write that email. So based on the person's personality profile and what you want to email them about, so perhaps um, you want to email them about a, a, an opportunity for a new role. Um, that's an option in Crystal, so you just click I want to email Drew about a new role, and it'll give some, some really tactical guidance on how to do that. So a, sub, a subject line example, um, a bulleted list of do's and don'ts, um, how to open up the email, how to close it with a good call to action, um, lots of little snippets that you can copy and paste, and even some templates that you could use and you know, rework into your own story. So um, well, recap, the way it would be used in an email is you'd quickly scan the person's personality profile, whether through a resume or LinkedIn, and then look at the insights Crystal provides to shape how you how you frame that email in a way that will resonate with the receiver. Interesting. Interesting. So, so um, how accurate is that? How accurate is it? Yeah, so it's, it's really remarkably accurate. So the predictions... So the ones where we don't know someone are typically about 80% accurate. So four out of five of those should be right on target or quite close to that person's actual personality. And one out of five of them might be a little more off. Um, and we measure that based on, on a couple ways. Um, one, through user feedback. So on every profile we predict, um, users rate it on a scale of one to five on, on accuracy, and we compile and, and measure thousands of those ratings. And then we also compare people's predicted profiles um, to their, um, their, their verified profiles, so the ones that actually have a personality assessment. Um, and for the accuracy on the personality assessment versions, the one where, where we, we actually know the person and they fill out the personality test, those are typically around 95 to 97% accurate, so very, very accurate. Interesting. So, 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 how does the AI part of it work? The the, the I, I send you my resume. Uh, I send you somebody's resume, and you tell me their personality. That's a that sounds sketchy to me. How does that work? There's a few different so there's a few different types of machine learning that go into it, um, and I won't get too into the technical details. But there's it's not just like one answer. Um, there's one, think about any time somebody is writing something like about themselves, why their jobs or something, you know, writing about themselves in some way. Every word choice and every phrase choice and all the little facts are actually a little bit about their personality. Now, any one of those things, like the fact that they wrote, um, you know, ambitious fever in their or that they had worked at, uh, you know, as a senior sales manager at a particular company. That doesn't individually tell you what that's right now, but he so, um, has a trend when you look at it over, you know, a set of hundreds of or millions of those data points. So in our algorithm background, is saying, all right, every one of these little things that we find in a resume or 
a LinkedIn profile or some example, has some kind of association with personality, statistically speaking. And when you put all of those together, you can get a pretty good, pretty, you know, pretty good showing where the trend is. And you can actually visualize that on Crystal and it's on the disk map, the big pressing click. So if we can get data and get enough of those little sticks, um, we can kind of pinpoint where something's most likely to be on that. So it's all just based on all of those little triggers, writing samples, to what uh, our big pool of user assessing get and uh, finding the trends between those and telling you statistically what's most likely. So, so the under the underlying theory is that that um, uh, you can do a correlation of some kind between two sets of data and and arrive at some level of certainty that there's a match between uh, this is a correlation game. In other words, is that right? Yep. So that's that's where Crystal's free platform comes in because we get over a thousand people a day signing up and filling out personality assessments. Um, we know the signals to look, you know, we know the signals to look for because we know we have all of those valid assessments on hand. Um, so the more, the more free we get, the more accurate our, our training gets. That's, that's interesting. So, so do you have a sense of how many people use resume writers to write their resumes? And does that, and, and if I've hired a resume writer to write my resume, does it still reflect my personality? Hey, well, I mean, so, we actually encounter this more often with people that are, you know, executives that have others write their LinkedIn profile. That's kind of the more common use case for it. Um, and it certainly affects it. However, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't invalidate it. It just, it'll pick up something from the author. Cause it, cause what you write is also just as important sometimes as how you write it. Um, so in, in many cases, the what will be the same, but the how will be different, you know, different phrases are used. Um, and that's really not like, necessarily a human thing we'd pick up on, but when you look at lots and lots of text samples, the machine can pick up on them. So um, it certainly has an impact on it, yes. Okay, so so how likely is this to, to make a mistake? If I rely on Crystal to make judgments about people in the hiring process, am I stuck with an 80% um, likelihood that the that the judgment is going to be correct or or is there some way to to say if you want to apply for this job you must go through crystal well i mean that's where we have to you know kind of draw a, a line of recommendation and guidance about how to use crystal so we don't recommend that hiring decisions are made with crystal predictions when the the predictions are really for the very top of the funnel so it's not when you're filtering out candidates it's more for when you're communicating with candidates and setting meetings and understanding how people might relate to each other um, where, you know, accuracy is helpful, but it's not critical for the decision. Once you start getting through the funnel and you're interviewing and you're going through the process, that's where we recommend um, hiring managers use the assessments because the assessments uh, have a much higher accuracy. They're much closer to like 97%. Um, so when you're, when you're dealing with real hiring decisions and trying to map skills, particular roles and understand where people might be stressed and energized, those are much higher impact decisions, so you, and you also have the ability to get them to fill out a short assessment because they're already participating, and uh, it's just a lot. It's a lot more accurate, and um, that's kind of how we advise people when you go down the hiring funnel. I wonder. I wonder. Have you wonder. have you run this through through employment lawyers? The idea that that 
the top of the funnel can be sifted at an 80% likelihood of success. That's that, that seems cavalier. Well, yeah. So again, that's, so the purpose of the, the predictions is not to sift out or, or filter out candidates. Um, the purpose is for the communication with those candidates and then understanding the relational dynamics between those candidates and your team. So it's not, it's not necessarily for, you know, saying, Hey, we need a particular person for this role and then rely on the predictions for that. Um, well, but, but, but if you, if you tell me that I should talk to um, Drew in the following way, you make the recommendations that I should talk to Drew in the following way and they're 80% likely to be right and they're wrong. Um, um, then, then I put I give an unfriendly face to Drew, which increases the likelihood that he'll select out. Oh, well, yeah. that's, that's actually a really good point. But but the alternative is not a hundred percent. The alternative is actually about twenty five percent. You know that they happen to be the same communication style as you, and you're kind of going in blind with that. Um, so that's that's certainly a valid point. Um, but where you're coming from is a is kind of a position of not having any guidance. So going up from, you know, call it about a 25% chance of being right to an 80% chance is a big improvement. Well, interesting. Interesting. I think, I think the, the challenge is that, is that in the, in the old way, there's no data. <laughs> in the new way, every bit of the stuff that you do produces evidence, right? And so, so it may be that it's better, but it's also, if it's, my mother, who's on the, um, on the on the short end of the stick here, uh, and now there's evidence. There's something for a lawyer to bite into that there wasn't before, and so, and so I'm not sure that that an increased success rate means that you are viable um, because you've got this new pile of evidence all of, all of a sudden. So so well, you're, you're, go ahead. Oh, so yeah. So and and also when it comes to like things like selection procedures, um, I mean we kind of follow the like the, the guidelines published by um, Equal Opportunity Commission um, about you know validation, and that's kind of where our own. I mean, this, so we definitely run it through lawyers and figured out how to best apply this in the talent and HR market because it's very different than sales. You know, sales and marketing different story where you can kind of throw you know, better data is always you know, more data is always better and, you know, it's inaccuracy is not as critical because you're just dealing with percentages anyway of people who respond to you. Um, we've definitely run through that and that's kind of how we uh, bifurcated those two parts of our product. Um, so, I mean, we, yeah, that's totally, that, that's why you'll see whenever we, whenever we publish anything about how to use Crystal in this way, it's very focused on the assessment when you're actually making the decision or filtering out candidates because, um, the reality is that AI is not is not perfect. Therefore, you know you shouldn't be making those kinds of decisions with it yet. Um, so I guess it's more of a product usage question than a legal question at this point because the I guess the the, the whole world of assessments is way more um, established. And you know when you have like reliability and validity studies and assessments, ensuring that there's no bias and things like that, it's, it's a lot e it's a lot easier. A lot easier to use and less of a gray area. So that's kind of that's kind of how we. Sure, sure. If you've got people who are t who have taken the assessment, that's exactly right. But we were talking about the point at which it's strictly a set of AI recommendations, and 
um, um, uh, that, that that just is an interesting thing. We could explore that for a long time. So, so I don't have a sense of how long you've been actually in the employment space, but it seems like you're making a new splash about being in the employment space. What's what's your general experience? How long have you been talking to people in recruiting, and what's the customer base look like? You know, what's your what's your experience there? Um, I would say recruiting. Well, I, I'll I'll include it all under talent. We've kind of always been primarily in sales, sales and marketing. That was, and when when we, when we also don't really intentionally jump into markets, we're kind of a generalized personality platform. And then we find that there are certain people that just sign up and gravitate towards it. So we, we never really made a much of an intentional decision to go into like HR or recruiting. It just kind of happened. Um, it is the second largest of our of our target customers. It's a, it, sales is the largest, and then. HR and management are kind of like between two and three, but they're very close. So um, as far as the customer base, base, customer base goes, we like recruiting a lot because they tend to be using communication products quite a bit. You know, like they're using our communication tools for reaching out and for conducting interviews and for preparing candidates and things like that. But then they're also using the assessments, using advanced reports and trying to understand how to build teams well. So that's why recruiting is a really good sweet spot for us. Um, but to answer your original question, I mean, recruiters and HR people in different functions have always been attracted and gravitate towards Crystal. So really since the beginning, but we have never really, you know, uh, we haven't really necessarily made a push into it. It's more just more and more of them have adopted the platform. Got it. Got it. Okay, so it's not a, it's not you're not setting up a separate recruiting division, I guess, is what this, what this, what you're saying. No, so, so, so yeah, this is, this is kind of a, you know, that's a, it's we try to make it a pretty general platform that is useful for a lot of different roles, as opposed to just having specific products for specific roles. Got it. Got it. So, so what what do you think the relationship between, um. Uh, jobs and personality is. Mm-hmm. We look at it all in um, energy costs. So this is where our, our book was a lot. Of, a big chunk of our book was written about. Um, so we use DISC as our framework, which many people in HR and talent are, are familiar with. And we have a slightly different take on it. So we develop on um, this personality map, and the idea is that everybody has natural tendencies at work. So when they're working, there's a kind of sweet spot. And you know where your sweet spot is. You know, somebody is really energized or at home working in spreadsheets all day. Meanwhile, that might drive another person crazy. Um, so we, what we want to do is find out where your natural tendencies are at work to put you on a point on that personality map. And that might change based on the context, and it's really important to know. And then there's an exercise that you can actually do in Crystal to point out all of the different responsibilities that you have day to day. And look at that on the map. So you might be in the top right of this map, but have a whole bunch of responsibilities towards like the bottom left of it. And what that means is that if you think about it like a car, you've got to drive all across the map every day, lots and lots of times. And as a result, you can do those things. It's not like you can't do them, but you're going to be using a lot of energy. You're going to be using, using a lot of fuel and you're eventually going to run out. So then when you really need to get over there, you might run out of fuel and burn out or not have, just not have it in you. Meanwhile, if you're in a job where you're mostly staying close to your home, so let's say you're on the top right of the map and you're staying right around the top right of the map, that way something else arises, you know, like 
that is outside of your comfort zone and you've got the fuel to get there and you can adapt and you've got the energy left over to do it. Um, so the idea is to understand where you are, be really honest about the responsibilities of the job, not like the perceived responsibilities, but the actual responsibilities day to day. And then um, as leaders do our best to put people really close to their home so that they've got lots of energy and, they, and their job is giving them energy instead of draining them all day. Um, that is the that is the nutshell overview of like our philosophy on career fit, um, and that has a lot of different variables in it. That's interesting. So, so you think that that a job has a sort of a a hard and fast set of parameters that make it more likely to be good for a certain kind of personality versus another kind of personality. I, I wonder if that isn't the kind of a 20th century view of work where, where jobs are these repeatable things and happen like they do in manufacturing. It seems to me that, that 21st century work is often the intersection of the role and the personality and the personality changes the job. That's a really good point. And I think another, another important point about the modern, especially in the technology economy, is that many jobs have all these different aspects where, I, you know, I look at my job day to day. There are certain times when I have to be a super energetic, visionary kind of person who's just creative and coming up with new ideas. And then other parts where I need to buckle down and <laughs> dive into budgeting for a day, you know, um, which is just totally opposite within the same job. Um, so it's, Jobs can be complex, and that's so. Crystal's not really revealing anything profound in terms of like new knowledge. It's just giving teams a way to actually visualize what's going on in a job in a particular role, so that they, you know, you're not going to make a stereotype. Hey, a salesperson needs to be like this. It's got way more than that. It's a salesperson at this company with these people on the team, with this boss, with this, you know, with this process that they're going to have to follow. Like so many different variables into it, and we're trying to get a good map of what those actually are. So do you have support that helps your um, users make sense out of this thing that we just talked about, which is that, that there's not an inherent relationship between personality type and job, but there's some um, information there that's useful, right? I think, that, I think that's what you're saying. Um, um, and, and so you don't want to, overemphasize it and you don't want to underemphasize it. It's a sort of a Goldilocks problem. Do you help people yeah. make sense out of that? Because what, what tends to happen in recruiting is things get binary very quickly. You either have it or you don't have it. And so, so if there's a, an argument that personality type X is good for job Y, <clears throat> then if you don't have it, you're out. Um, mm -hmm. And, and what we just sort of stepped through is the reality that, that the relationship between a job and personality type tends to be a kind of a fluid thing. So, so how do you help people make sense out of that? That's a really good point. Um, so there's a feature that is in every crystal profile, which about a quarter of our users take advantage of. It's called um, job fit and they end up, uh, they, so they, they'll end up looking at their job in particular and when we map out the behaviors, they, instead of saying like a binary, yes or no, you got it or you don't, it actually can show you this is the percentage of the job that's likely to drain you. This here's the percentage of the job that is likely to energize you. And here's the percentage 
that is kind of neutral in the middle to go either way. Um, so we try to break it down into those individual aspects. Um, I don't know, Craig's probably got a couple other ideas on that as well. Yeah, no, job, job fit's the big one. Um, I think the, the key is that it's custom. So it's, it's not based on a, a job title, um, but it's based on this, this pretty unique survey that you kind of come in and you answer a whole bunch of questions about your specific job responsibilities. And based on your answers to those survey questions, it'll crunch the numbers and say, okay, based on your personality and these specific responsibilities tied to your specific job, here are the areas that are going to be most energizing and here are going to be the areas that are most draining. So, for example, when Drew is having to do a, a budgeting day, Crystal can give a really nice visualization of, hey, this is why you're frustrated. And it's because it's not that you can't do budgeting, but budgeting is outside of your natural kind of energy home. So you're going to have to, as Drew said, spend extra gas to, to get there and do that. And if, you're going to do, if you have to do that every day, that might be a good indication that the primary responsibilities of your, of your role um, – might be sucking up a lot of energy and, and as a result might not be such a good job fit. That's interesting. You know, you know um, the, the term job fit has often been used as a colloquialism for discrimination. Um, um, I wonder, I wonder that this is sort of the ethics question. I wonder what you think the big ethics issues are um, in, in your work. I'll take that one. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot about, um, I mean, this, whenever we're dealing with decisions about employment and decisions about um, communication, there's going to be a lot of these questions that arise with it. So a big one we already covered a little bit is in usage of data. So to know that data is available, like what is the proper way to use it? And then baked into that is the question that we also covered before that is at what, at what accuracy level is data usable? Those are two pretty big questions around it. Um, one is assuming accurate data, where, where should this be used? And to that, you know, the answer is it's pretty well spelled out because assessments have been around for a long time, and you pretty much have to just make sure that personality and other information does not unfairly correlate with other aspects, uh, aspects of someone, like if, they're, if you're you know, unfairly filtering out a particular gender or something like that. Um, so that's why you know, things need to be validated and why we kind of lean on long accepted assessment frameworks and models instead of developing our own. Um, and then on the other deeper question about accuracy, um, I kind of spelled out a little bit that you need to be honest with yourself and the users of a product about what the accuracy levels are in a product. And if accuracy levels are, you know, like, for example, in our predictions, 80%, that just means that, yes, we're going to be super transparent about what that accuracy is and also, you know, tell you this is how it should be used and this is how it should not be used. So in that case, 80% accuracy level, it should be used in cases where you're communicating, where you're using it as, a, as an enhancement for a conversation or a good, you know, report to prepare for a meeting or an interview. Um, it should not be used to make an end-all decision about, you know, whether someone should work somewhere or not um, because it's just the, the accuracy level is just not there. So the, the – that's just that's more about limitations of technology and how and not overfitting technology for a decision where it shouldn't be applied yet. Awesome, awesome. So what's in the roadmap? What are you, what's Crystal going to do five years from now? 
five years? That, that, that's the big question. I'll, I'll, start, I'll start with Sooner. You know, we in general have been really focused on delivering more and more insights around your personality. So once someone takes the, the personality test or we have a prediction and we have that data, there is just so much you can do with it. So our, the, the profile page, which is where most people spend their time when they're, when they're in Crystal, now is just full of all these different tools. So you know, JobFit is one of them um, that, that launched fairly recently. Um, but there's lots of other little ways to you know, compare your personality against, uh, you know, let's say, a- averages for a, for a job title or other people on your team. Um, there are a lot of tools now that we've added to Crystal on to see how um, you get along with other people on your team and how you can avoid conflict, how you can work better together, um, t- tips and tricks for managers to delegate the right responsibilities to the right people, all based around you know, energy cost and, and personality. So our big focus has been adding more and more tools to slice and dice that, those personality insights into useful, applicable ways, um, whether it be for your own personality, uh, for team building, um, or, or on the recruiting side, you know, more and more insights for sending an email that will resonate more, having a more effective initial call, details like that. Um, I guess on top of that, we've also expanded to other mediums. So a, a big one we're really excited about is we recently launched a mobile app. So people that are on the move can see all their personality data right from their phone. We had talked about that for a long time. So very excited that that one is now live too. Fantastic. What a great conversation. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to drop by today. Um, would you take a moment and reintroduce yourselves and tell people how to get in touch with you? Absolutely. Again, uh, Greg Sklut and Drew D'Agostino, uh, co-founders of Crystal. And to best get in touch with us, uh, crystalnose.com has all of the details about Crystal and personality, uh, lots of free resources. Um, and then, of course, our, our book that's coming out in four days now, uh, Predicting Personality, um, which you can find anywhere where books are sold. Fantastic. Thanks for taking the time to do this, guys. It's been a great conversation. You've been listening to HR Examiner's Executive Conversations. We've been talking with Drew D'Agostino and Greg Sklut, soon-to-be published authors of Predicting Personality and the co-founders of Crystal Nose. Thanks for tuning in today, and thanks again, guys. We'll see you all back here next week. Bye-bye now.